You're listening to Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois. Before you dive in, if you want to listen to the whole story uninterrupted, you can. Unlock the entire season ad-free right now with a subscription to The Binge. That's all episodes, all at once. Unlock your listening now by clicking subscribe at the top of the Crooked City show page on Apple Podcasts or visit getthebinge.com to get access wherever you get your podcasts. The Binge It's 1950 in Dixon, Illinois, a small city 100 miles west of Chicago. People are waiting in line at the local theater to buy tickets for a World War II movie called The Hasty Heart, starring a young, handsome Ronald Reagan. The people in Dixon love Reagan, or as they call him, Dutch. Everybody knew Dutch. I was in grade four years below Reagan. He was always in all the plays. I remember seeing a play with him in it. He was very outgoing. He knew everyone. Ronald Reagan grew up here. And no doubt, some of these theatergoers remember him. In the winter, he played football for Dixon High School. And in the summer, he was a lifeguard at the town beach on the Rock River. Ask anyone and they'll tell you, he saved 77 lives there was a diving board and I guess someone came down and hit me on the back of my head and I was knocked out and Ronald came out and and rescued me and he was he was very kind in the Dixon movie theater People have taken their seats. It's finished now. The war is over. The war is over! It's the end of World War II. The film takes place in a military hospital filled with wounded soldiers. Frenchmen, Irishmen, Scots, and Reagan playing a lone Yank with a lot of Midwestern charm. Yank, eh? Now that the war's over, what are you going to do? You've got no place to go but America. Well, isn't that bad? Seeing Ronald Reagan on the big screen fills this theater with pride. But the people of Dixon must be wondering if Reagan remembers them as well as they remember him. Well, I've been thinking you could stay at my wee house in Scotland for a while, for as long as you like. Well, that's mighty nice of you, Buster, but we've all got places we've been dreaming about and wanting to see again. Just like you and your wee hoose in Scotland. For me, it's a little place in the Rock River, Dixon, Illinois. To the people of Dixon, Ronald Reagan embodies values that they hold dear. Values that he learned growing up in their hometown. Honesty, integrity, hard work. This is America at its most wide-eyed and innocent. But over the next few decades... The people of Dixon will turn on their TVs to witness America losing that innocence. In 1966, for the first time, American involvement was measured in terms of large-scale casualties. 5,000 Americans died in Vietnam that year. The day's operation burned down 150 houses, wounded three women, killed one baby, 
wounded one Marine and netted these four prisoners. I think the American people are drunk with apathy. We're committing mass murder. Good evening. We have a mystery story out of Washington. Five people have been arrested and charged with breaking into the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in the middle of the night. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I can't forgive him for out and out lying to the American public on national television time and time again. The unemployment rate soared to 8.2% nationwide last month. I'm a waitress. How long have I been out of work? Since June the 20th of 73. This is unreal. Isn't this disgusting? Why doesn't anybody contact the president? Why is he letting this happen to us? By the late 70s, the U.S. was engaged in a brutal fight against communism around the world. A president had resigned. Working Americans suffered from high unemployment and runaway inflation. And that's when a former actor decided to run for president. Good evening. I'm here tonight to announce my intention to seek the Republican nomination for President of the United States. Only one man has the proven experience we need. Ronald Reagan for President. Let's make America great again. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Four years later, while campaigning for his second term as president, Reagan flew home to Dixon for his 73rd birthday. He stood before a packed crowd in his former high school gymnasium. Thank you. Birthdays are special moments, and you've given me one today. But I must tell you, even though this is the 34th anniversary of my 39th birthday, <laughs> those numbers don't phase me at all. And I can't help but digress, being bathed in nostalgia as I am. I was in England making a picture called The Hasty Heart, when the line in the script had me saying that everybody has a place to go back to, and for me it's Boston. But I found myself saying to the director, I would like to change the line. And I changed the line. Dixon, place on the Rock River. It's great to be back home. What I remember most clearly is that Dixon held together. Our faith was our strength. Neighbors helped neighbors. People held on to their hopes and dreams. Dixon has changed a lot since then, but in many ways it hasn't changed at all. What I'm really referring to are the values and traditions that made America great. So you see, the reason I came home today was not to celebrate my birthday, but to celebrate Dixon and America. But this story is not about Ronald Reagan. It's about the other person that Dixon became famous for. No doubt, she was sitting in that gymnasium the day of Reagan's 73rd birthday. She had gone to that high school, just like Reagan. She had taken a job in government, just like Reagan. And the people of Dixon trusted her, like they trusted Reagan. Her name is Rita Crundwell. And one day, the pride that Dixon felt towards President Reagan would be matched by the shame 
they felt towards Rita. And it was all for some horses. A dark cloud hanging over the city of Dixon is the Rita Crundwell embezzlement scandal. Former Comptroller Rita Crundwell on 60 theft charges. I see you with your tangled hair. Crundwell was charged with the largest municipal fraud in U.S. history. Naturally, everybody's aghast. Rita Crunwell now faces up to 20 years in federal prison. Why'd you do it, Rita? The allegations against Crunwell stand in stark contrast to the principles revered by the former president. Dixon is still the boyhood home of President Ronald Reagan. I'm Alexa Burke, and this is Crooked City, Season 3, Dixon, Illinois. Burn it down, the whole city tried. Burn it down and everything inside. Sweet revenge through your song. Chapter 1. Honesty, Integrity, and Hard Work. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. High school junior Rita Humphrey waits for the school bus to arrive at the foot of the driveway at her family farm. She climbs aboard. Heading north on Highway 52, Rita passes acres of corn and soybean. The bus takes a right onto Galena Avenue, driving under a large white arch emblazoned with the word Dixon. It passes the old limestone bank where almost everybody in town keeps their money, then the post office, and City Hall. It crosses a bridge over the rushing Rock River and pulls into Dixon High. Rita is one of more than 1,400 students attending this year. She will be part of the largest graduating class in the school's history. On the way to her first class, Rita stops in front of a corkboard plastered with school notices. There's a sign-up sheet for the Office Occupations Club, a program that places young women in internships around Dixon. Rita signs up. My great-great-great-grandfather was mayor. My great-uncle was mayor. My grandfather was mayor. This is Jim Dixon. The town is named after his family. He's lived here all his life and knows everyone including Rita's family. Well, she's a Humphrey, and I knew there were several Humphrey farms, so I'm pretty sure I knew she was a farm girl. 
Jim first met Rita Humphrey in 1971 when she was still in high school. Her first job was a part-time job in City Hall. They would get out of school after class at 1 o'clock and they come to work. I could say hello and she knew me, that kind of thing. She was a wonderful young lady. That was all I knew. And I was told she was very efficient and was doing very well. Occasionally, Jim would spot a photo of Rita in the Dixon Evening Telegraph. There were pictures of how she would regularly win the quarter horse contest at the county fair. So I would recognize her picture in a paper and recognize her name, and I knew she was into that. Dixon Evening Telegraph, September 22nd, 1971. Winners of the horse show held Sunday at the 4-H Center have been announced. Registered quarter horse, Rita Humphrey, Dixon. Open Western Pleasure, rider 17 years or over, Rita Humphrey, Dixon. July 29, 1972. Horse winners at fair. Senior Western Horsemanship, Rita Humphrey. Champion Horseful, Rita Humphrey. Reserve Champion Halter Horse, Rita Humphrey. Senior Champion Showmanship, Rita Humphrey. In 1983, Jim Dixon ran for mayor. My campaign was like every campaign in Dixon, Illinois. You make up a pamphlet, you walk every street and alley in town, and you knock on a door, and if they answer, you ask them to vote for you, and if they don't answer, you leave a pamphlet in the door. At the time, I was a Democrat, and being a Democrat is not a good thing in Dixon, Illinois. How did you feel when you won? I felt like I had won. Jim came to work on his first day, and he noticed something was missing. There wasn't one picture or anything in the entire city hall that celebrated the fact that the President of the United States had been raised here in Dixon, Illinois. Ronald Reagan was a Dixon boy. So within the first week, I wrote a letter to the White House saying, could we get a good photograph with his signature on it to put in City Hall? And they sent a big picture, and it hangs up there still today. And that first day in City Hall, Jim recognized a blonde, 30-year-old woman who he remembered as a high school intern. Rita had risen up in city government. Before I took the oath of office, the comptroller was retiring, a wonderful elderly lady. And Rita, at that time, was a city clerk. She was a Lee County girl, country girl, you know, and started at the bottom and worked her way up. Everybody admires that kind of thing in a town like Dixon. And they said, we're going to make her a treasurer comptroller. So when I took office, she was in her position as controller and treasurer. She was always professional in her dealings with me and always helpful. If I ever had a question, she'd provide information. She would say, well, we don't have enough money for that. What was your responsibility as mayor? As mayor, I was the, the presiding officer, and I had established the agenda for all of the council meetings. I represented the public 
Yeah, right. It's, uh, that, that was about it. I very quickly learned that the mayor had no administrative authority beyond blowing his nose. That was, that's it. Rita was the central administrative force in the administration. Dixon Evening Telegraph, August 26, 1989. It's not often you find a city official who's punching a computer keyboard or a calculator, swinging a baseball bat, and showing horses. But then again, Dixon City Comptroller Rita Crundwell is not your average city official. By day, she manages a multi-million dollar city budget. Evenings and weekends, you'll find Rita either practicing for women's softball competitions or tending to her horses. Rita Crundwell is the daughter of Caroline Humphrey of Dixon, who always wanted to own and show her own string of horses. Rita can't remember a time when the family didn't have horses. She began showing them as 4-H projects, but she also had other interests. She was active in softball activities as well. Rita Crundwell, three RBIs. Rita Crundwell slammed two home runs. Rita Crundwell, three home runs. But when her mother pushed her to make a decision between horses and softball, Rita chose horses. The family's quarter horse stable achieved national fame in the mid-1980s when, riding Miss Sweet Sunny, Rita placed seventh nationwide in the American Quarter Horse Association's Amateur Hunter Under Saddle class. She was named the Illinois State Fair's Quarter Horse Division Top Horsemanship Trophy winner in 1982, 1983, and 1984. Rita's living room is filled with hundreds of trophies of her past efforts. In 1984, Rita's mother, Caroline, died. Most of their quarter horses were sold. It was probably the saddest time of Rita's life. However, she was able to keep a 22-year-old broodmare. Since her mother's passing, Rita has been working, on a small scale, to reestablish the position the family had once achieved. The broodmare produced a colt four months ago, The mare is pregnant again. While biding her time to rebuild the family stables, Rita has returned to her second love, softball. She either catches or plays first base for the accounting firm Clifton Gunderson. This past season, the team finished third in the Dixon City Tournament. Balancing numbers may be her job during the day, but dreams of winning quarter horse championships and softball titles capture her fancy while relaxing. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters, and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. What if you could become stronger, more resilient, cure disease, and all you have to do is get naked in the cold? 
and breathe. You get into ice water, and instead of like freaking out, you relax. It's called the Wim Hof Method, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Justin Bieber love it. I do the ice plunge because it's good for your body. But there's also a dark side. How many people have died doing the Wim Hof Method? We can override even death! Listen on the podcast Infamous. That's Infamous, playing now. The Soviet leaders have openly and publicly declared that the only morality they recognize is that which will further their cause, which is world revolution. While president, Ronald Reagan took a firm hand in a decades-long Cold War with the Soviet Union. I urge you to beware the temptation to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a giant misunderstanding. They are the focus of evil in the modern world. But no one ever suspected that the Cold War would reach Dixon, Illinois. There is a town in northern Siberia called Dixon. While I was mayor, a journalist from that territory wrote a letter to the editor of our local newspaper complaining about Ronald Reagan's referral to Russia as part of the evil empire. Our managing editor at the Telegraph received the letter, and he thought it was an evil empire too, so he threw it away. And they didn't empty the wastebasket, and when he came back the next morning, he pulled it back out, brought it up to my office, and he said, I don't want to do anything with this, but I was thinking maybe it would be better placed here. Here, as in the hands of Dixon's Democratic mayor, Jim Dixon. The letter was basically saying, as people in Dixon, Illinois, you must know Ronald Reagan because he came from there, and saying, we are peaceful people and we want to have peace. So I wrote a nice letter and said, I don't know much about foreign affairs, but If we can accomplish anything, it's only going to happen if we meet and we exchange people. And in the letter, I suggested that we establish a sister city relationship. Sister Cities was a government program established back in 1956 to promote peace around the world. Our big problem when we started was the National Sister City Association said they wanted to do it, but they contacted Russia, and Russia said there's nothing on our budget. So Jim appealed his case to that other guy from Dixon. I wrote to the White House, and I told the president, the next time you talk to Premier Gorbachev, tell him there's two cities of the same name, one in Dixon where he was born and the other is in the Soviet Union. He said something to Gorbachev about it, and so Gorbachev approved it and gave them a budget to be in the Sister City program. In late June 1990, 60 delegates from Dixon, Siberia, boarded a small Soviet passenger plane. The engines roared to life, and they flew east towards Alaska. They planned to take a trip themselves, and they organized it. But I asked them, How are you going to get to Dixon, Illinois? They said, well, we saw that there was a town named Rockford that's pretty close. We're going to fly down the coast to California, turn left, and go to Rockford. Uh, 
The mayor of Dixon, Siberia, brought his wife. We took the spouses to the supermarket, and they were just flabbergasted. The mayor's wife was walking around on her own, but I could hear her. She was crying. And they would literally cry when they saw all the goods that we had. She was saying things like, well, they lied to us. They lied to us. And they were here when we have our annual 4th of July parade. The city just opened itself up, and we had a big celebration here. People in the community were thrilled about the effort and, without our asking, sent money to City Hall, just sent checks in, $50, $100, whatever, just to support it. Our little community contributed about $35,000 to our sister city program. I only found out years later that most of the contributions were siphoned off by Rita Crundwell. Which way, America? Which way, America? Which way, America? Coming up this season on Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois. Rita Crundwell builds her empire. Life with Rita was good. She was she was the big cheese in the horse show world. She spent a lot of money. She won a lot of championships, and everybody knew who she was and respected her. While the city of Dixon struggles to stay afloat, the city's working cash is almost down to zero, and there was a lot of juggling of funds to meet payrolls. Drastic cuts are needed, otherwise employees will be laid off. Rita handles every dollar as if it was her own, and that was true, because it was. I called the FBI. I said, I think there's a cancer in City Hall. We had no idea if anyone else was involved. I want to know. This is the first performance stallion championship, and you were first under all the judges. What does this mean to you? It's very special, and he's the best horse I've ever thrown my leg over. So in answer to your question, who's Rita Cronwell? Well, I guess we didn't really know. This is my country, and I want Unlock all episodes of Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois, ad-free right now by subscribing to the Binge podcast channel. Not only will you immediately unlock all episodes of this show, but you'll get Binge access to an entire network of other great true crime and investigative podcasts, all ad-free. Plus, on the first of every month, subscribers get a binge drop of a brand new series. That's all episodes all at once. Unlock your listening now by clicking subscribe at the top of the Crooked City show page on Apple Podcasts or visit getthebinge.com to get access wherever you get your podcasts. Which way, America? Which way, America? Which way to go? Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois is a production of Truth Media in partnership with Sony Music Entertainment. The show is produced by Kenny Kusiak, Alyssa Mardinet, Kevin Shepard, and Zach St. Louis. I'm Alexa Burr, your host and senior producer. Story editing by Mark Smerling. Scott Curtis is our production manager. Fact-checking by Danya Suleiman. 
Voice acting by Nicholas Gray. Sound design by Kenny Kusiak and Alexa Burke. George Drabing Hicks did the mix. Music by Epidemic Sounds, Marmoset, and Blue Dot Sessions. Our title track is Sweet Revenge by Big Girl. Thank you to the American Quarter Horse Association, the Lee County Historical Society, and Sauk Valley News. Special thanks to Dr. Kelly Richmond Pope, director of the documentary All the Queen's Horses and accounting professor at DePaul University. You can check out her book, Fool Me Once, Scams, Stories, and Secrets from the Trillion Dollar Fraud Industry. Continue the conversation with us online by tweeting at Crooked City Pod. If you've enjoyed Crooked City, Dixon, Illinois, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the show. And thanks for listening.